Episode 42 of Gaming in BS, sponsored by DarkTheater.net, home of the character Folio. Right, welcome to Gaming in BS. We are a tabletop RPG podcast where we talk about tabletop RPGs and other miscellaneous topics of geekery. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sean. And I'm Brett. Hello, and welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, Brett. How was your weekend, Sean? Was it good? Uh, you know, I cannot complain, and if I did, uh, it wouldn't do me any good. I did not do anything gaming or geekery related. Let me think what I did yesterday. Oh! More family stuff. It was all family stuff yesterday. But you got the motorcycle back. I did get the motorcycle back. Motorcycle, um, Sean decided to leave the motorcycle on all day while he was at work. Funny thing, Brett, if case you didn't know, it will drain your battery. That's shocking. Crazy talk. Really bad. <clears throat> wow. Like, like to the point where you have to replace the whole battery. Yeah. Wow. Craziness, right? Sean pushed a motorcycle if it was flat ground, probably two and a half miles. But since there was a really big hill, he only had to push it one mile. Well, that was good. See, cut your distance in half. Hey, <laughs> looking on the brighter side of life, Brett. Exactly. And with those big guns you've got, you just fucking picked it up and just carried it. Hey, though, I'll tell you what, though. I run on occasion. I know it doesn't it doesn't show, but I do run. I would say I run, it's a little inconsistent, but I, I can run anywhere between three and five times a week. And I usually run no less than two miles. And I've got my mile time down below, well, it's probably about nine and a half minutes, which is not my 19-year-old army self. But I'll tell you what. Your 19-year-old army self didn't have an 800-pound motorcycle to push around either. I'll tell you what. I'm glad I've been running, though, because <laughs> freaking pushing that thing, I would have never made it. And I had to go up like a hill, too. A slow grade hill. I had to stop like twice. Man, that is, yeah, it's done. It cost me money, but it's it, it's done. It's, it's back. done. Yeah. So there's a motorcycle tales from gaming and BS. Oh well. Should we go into announcements? I think we should. Let's do an, it. I don't have an intro to announcements. Announcements. Uh, bonus BS. So I went behind Brett's back and decided to record two episodes so far of Bonus BS. Bonus. And I B- am for for anyone out there. I am hurt, and I've uh, I just I'm not even going to talk right now. I, I just can't. It's just all, go go shit on whatever. I'm turning my back on you right now. It's all part of the coup. That one time I said that thing. God damn it! The whole purpose of this whole gaming and BS thing was to get enough episodes where I could start doing them by myself without Brett. sabotage them son of a bitch anyways it was just easy for me to do and frankly a lot of the topic that i talked to talk about on game uh bonus bs episode three so we get i mentioned this before and brad you know i've talked to brad about this every once in a while we'll get an email or instant message that talks about hey how do you guys do your show or what gear do you use or what hosting and so what i decided to do and it's been in the works for a while i just haven't done it I got a wild hair up my butt and decided to record how we planned gaming and BS. So it's like an hour and 20 hour and 20 minutes of listening to me talk about what goes into how we planned a podcast. So if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, um, by all means, take it and steal it, throw out what you don't like, keep what you like. But the first one, uh, it's, it's a mini series 
I think it's going to be three parts. So part one is planning. Part two is workflow. And part three will be gear. So part three or part one is up already. That's Gaming and BS episode three inside Gaming and BS planning. Yep. So I talk about like, you know, what's, you know, the idea of the show and the name of the show and are you going to do a co-host or not? And some of those things and what we decided on. This isn't a, you got to do it this way or you got to do it that way. It's just, hey, this is, you know, some things to consider and this is how we do it. And then number, uh, gaming uh, bonus BS four, inside gaming and BS, part two will be workflow. And that's, okay, Brett and I, you know, we're prepping the episode. Boom. Then we launch the episode. All in between what is occurring. How do, what do we use? Yeah. How do we record? What goes yep. into it? Do we edit pre, post, during, right. middle, after, at all? Some sophomore t- software talk, how we yep. upload, how I what I use to put it up on YouTube. Some of those. This things. is why I'm not involved because I'm just be. And I mentioned that in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> one of the you know, Brett's like, "Hey, did you need anything from me?" I'm like, "Well, dude, it's really a, a lot of stuff that you don't deal with, and I got all the nuances and all that stuff." And um, so yeah, so check it out if you're interested in in that kind of topic. It's not gaming. It's not maybe a little geekery, but nonetheless, might give you some insight. Um, also. I think all of our stuff, except I think actually all of our YouTube, all our episodes are on YouTube. Bonus and bonus BSs I didn't put on there for some reason. They're up there now. So awesome! Yeah, if you so just another avenue where you can tune into us. There, there's a playlist. You can just let it go, and it'll go one to the next. And it's not video; it's just our logo, but it's all audio, and you can just go to YouTube and get it that way. It is cool stuff though because I mean if you're in if you're into gaming and you're on the interwebs, you got a bit of a tech geek in you. And I've met a number of people who are into gaming that have a hardcore IT background or love to dabble. Audiophile men and women who are super into music and different components and stuff. And Sean and I will get the question as he said, like, so what are you doing? How are you leveling? How are you leveling your sound? Do you do this or what? What type of mic are you using? Because I'm using this and it's not working so well for me. So. It's that type of thing, and it's it's cool. I mean, it, when I Sean had done it before, so my first question is, shit, what do I need to have? What do I have to go? Do I have to go buy? What do I need to do? So the stuff he's talking about through kind of the technical components of it, of what I have to have at my desk, um, that, that that's what I did. I mean, Sean said, hey, go buy this thing. This is what you need to have. So I had to you know, run out, go get it so we could get some decent sound out of it. So I brought stuff. I brought Brett on for his pretty face. Notice that we are on the quote radio <laughs> and we don't do live video. So yeah, there you go. Gets the ladies. Yeah. All right. Um, and let's move on to the next uh, segment from the game hole. Holy cow, that was a little soft. Yeah. So announcement from the game hole. You want to talk about that, Brett? Yes. Game hole badges are on sale now. They opened up. Um, what was it? Yesterday, the 27th of June. Uh, Gameholecon.com. We've got a link in the show notes in case for some of you who have been listening to us to a while, haven't looked at it yet. The VIGs, the very important gamer stuff, are almost gone. Oh, no, they are, are gone. They are, are they gone. Are go- okay. When I, I looked this morning, there's still a couple left. No, I went to Facebook, and one of the guys Damn. was like, I picked up the VIG uh, 
badge and literally Alex commented, I no shit, you were the last you were you were the last one. That was three like, of my uh three of my gamers from my hometown snagged them. Snagged BIGs. I Did got you get Chad, your badge? Kevin and Austin. What's that? Did you get your badge? I have not yet. I'm gonna do that today after we're done recording. Oh boy. I'm behind. I got VIG because I got to make sure I get what I want when I want it. Well, you're uh, you're a needy girl. No, I'm kidding. No, it makes sense. If the the cool part with the VIG is that when you're in there, you get all the really uh, no, not that you get it, but you have a better chance, right? If you want a game with Steve Jackson while he's there, you want a game with Chris Perkins, or you want to get into some of the other cool stuff that's going down. The sooner you get in, the better, and the VIG gets the earlier crack at what's out there. So. It's the way to go if you want to make sure that you've got the best shot possible to get in. Yeah, if you want early crack, you got to sign up with the exactly. VIG badge. What other kind of crack is there, really? Butt crack. If you want the early butt crack. <laughs> nice. Wow, if you want gamer crack. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're done with that. All right. I'm eight. Oh, the other piece. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say around the game will uh, component of it, when Chris... Not Chris, I'm thinking about a different person. My apologies. Sean was talking uh, with the game hole guys around, like, what's going on? Who's there with registration and so forth? They had, like, 500-some-odd games. Now they're north of uh, 620. I think they're, like, 625. That's a, that's crazy, man. It's a lot of a lot of damn gaming. I am going to be up all – I'm going to be up all weekend running all those 600 games. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some it's, – it's cool. The more stuff going on. More options and so on. There'll be the open gaming stuff going down, the gaming, uh, the board game library, all that cool stuff. So, again, we're fanboys, obviously, but sign up, get there. 620 games, no players. <laughs> it just sits there. Six, 600, 600 GMs. Goes, Fuck, this sucks. <laughs> What's happening here? 600, cool. 600 games with like one player each. <laughs> I'm going to submit a game. I think I'm going to submit, I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to submit two games. And here's the deal. Here's the deal to our listeners. I am not, I don't know. I might've hinted at this before. I don't know if I did or not. If you are a player or if you're a listener to our show and you are flying in, that is the precursor. If you're flying in to Madison, Wisconsin, I will personally go out of my way to pick you up at the airport. Sean lives in Madison. We talked about this. I think Roger... Let's, I think, Roger, if you're flying in, make sure you hook up with Sean and uh, we come snag you. Yeah. I'm, I've got a hotel room in Madison. I'll be there as well. So between Sean and I, we will be more than happy to get you from the airport if yeah. you need to do that. I can't promise a ride back to the airport, but I will pick you up if you let me know, like your flight and all that info, or even text me and you can wait a little bit. Because I think I'm going to take off. The con is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think I'm going to take off like at least Thursday. Yeah, I've got Thursday off too. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I may even take off Wednesday. So now I, I so there's some caveats to this because I know somebody's gonna be like, dude, you told me you'd pick me up and I got in on Monday. Well, and and I was working and I'm at work and you come in on, on like Monday at noon, I'm not gonna be able to pick you up. But I, so with with some disclaimer, fine print, and unfortunately, since you're listening to the show, you can't read the fine print. But it's so right be here. Reasonable contact. Yeah. Let let us know the plans, and we'll say, "Hey, I can I can do that for you." I will or, do. Holy shit! You're showing up two yeah. weeks early. I can't help you, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, I will do everything in my power to pick you up at the airport, and it's not a problem. I'll I'll get the get the uh, the, the jalopy over there. Um, throw your bags in the back. Get you to your hotel, and and if I've got time, we'll hang. And if I don't, I'll just drop you off, and 
uh, make that happen. If if I can, I will definitely let you know and just say, hey, dude, you're on your own, but you shouldn't have a problem. But let me let me know. I want to do that for our listeners because I don't think we're getting a ton to fly in, but I think, hey, if they're flying in and they're listening to us and they're coming here because of Game Hole, that's the least I can do. All right, good boom. Right. I like it. Let's get into a random encounter. So random encounters where we field emails, voicemails, and comments off our blog as well as social, social, social media. Social media. I got to remember how to talk like that because it might make a good NPC. Nice. Like the so like CIAL, just like just the C part. Social. Social, social media. And email and other things, voicemails and so on from listeners. That's random encounter. <laughs> Did I just say that? More gonna, or less. You're gonna read. You kind of. You kind of. You're gonna read. Kinda, kinda do you want to read? I'll do. I'll grab the first one. Go for it, man. Our buddy Nick um, threw out a suggestion to do a show around our experiences using Roll Twenty. And uh, we've talked about Roll Twenty because Sean's running uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver on there for his five E game that I, Kevin Austin. And uh, Steve and Jim play in. So I think that's actually that's a pretty good idea because it's one of those pieces that I wasn't very sure about it until I listened to I listened to Sean kind of hawk the the roll twenty perspective, and I talked to Kevin. I talked to a couple different people like, "Hey, does this thing work? How do you like it?" I'm like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." They gave me you know enough insight that I felt I was ready to go jump in. So it might be handy to do that. I like that idea. Yeah, Brett, um, try it. You'll like. You might You'll like, like it. The first one's free, man. Yeah, Experience, you know, experience it a little bit. All right, next one's for you. <laughs> Brett is not finding me funny in the least tonight, and I'm a little perturbed at that. <laughs> All right. That's you record shit behind my back, motherfucker. Oh, I still sore at me about that. A little bit. Jesus. A little bit. Whatever. All right, I'll get you a card. Uh, Angela Murray. Angela. First female write-in. Thank you so much. We don't hear from too many of the ladies, and we'd like to hear more from you. Um, in regards, she comments on G+, episode 40, Tropes and Clichés. She writes, uh, on Titan's Grave, Wheaton did an India go-go for season three of Tabletop, where one of the stretch goals was the RPG show that became Titan's Grave. Yes. Ah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and it's India go-go. I didn't realize that. I thought it was a Kickstarter. Um, thank you for correcting us. On stereotypes and tropes, they're a great start, but don't stop there. Use them as a springboard, but unless you're going for parody, go deeper than the initial idea. That goes for players, characters, or the GM's game ideas. I also agree that groaners usually come up more often when the GM is treading familiar territory again. For example, one GM I play with often resorts to World War II conspiracies and underground tunnels to the point of, let me just mute my phone because I didn't mute it. My apologies. Let me back up a second. I also agree with that groaners usually come up more often when the GM is treading familiar territory again. For example, one GM I play with often resorts to World War II conspiracies and underground tunnels to the point that when another player and I went to see Winter Soldier, we both started laughing when Cap and Black Widow found the old base and the underground bunker. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's an old base an underground bunker here. This is crazy. Oh yeah, of course. That's yeah. Funny. That's I gotta go with Angela. I, I've um, run in a game not too long ago. I pulled out a kind of a couple stereotypes, a few tropes, and the and I could see the group kind of gave me the eyeball. Like unless you do something with this, Brett, 
you know, we're going to just kind of uh, roll the eyes. The groaner's going to hit. So, you know, tweaked it. There was some change coming. But it's definitely – we've talked about the repetition thing. If you don't go past, right, if, you don't, if you're not going for parity, go deeper than that initial idea. Take it that step further, and then it becomes something worth doing. Very good point. Cool. Next one is from Josh Wallace. He emails us, and Josh says, I love the discussion about unusual class combinations. I have fond memories of Dench the half-orc druid. Shalele becomes a great spell in 3.5 when the druid has strength 17. Keep up the great BS. He then hit us back immediately oh. afterwards. This is too email. awesome. This is too awesome. This is pretty fun. This is awesome. <laughs> so I was walking my dog and listening to Gaming BS episode 40. That's a lot. That's a lot of coordination to have to deal with listening to Sean and I yammering in your ears while walking the dog and paying attention to traffic. So right there, right there, Josh is clearly a very skilled man. He says, "I must have gotten bored because before I knew it, my mind was wandering, and I came up with this. Let me know what you think." Okay. <clears throat> there, uh, there once were two men of success who spoke with great verve and finesse. Sean and Brett know the art, and at first they seem smart, but wait, they're just full of BS. <laughs> oh, we have our own dirty limerick. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Thanks so much. And I, I, I kind of felt like that's awesome. And then I reread what he wrote. Like, yeah, I must have gotten bored because before I knew it, my mind was <laughs> oh, wait, wandering. He's bored with oh, yeah, he wasn't paying attention. We bored the shit out of him, and he came up with a limerick. Well, at the end, he said we're full of BS. So, hey, I, I'm cool with that. Yeah, they're very good. I'll take it as a compliment, Josh. Thank yes, you, Yes, by all means, I'm sure that's what he meant. And yeah. if he didn't, we're, that's the way we're going to take it. Exactly. Thanks so much for writing in, Josh, and listening to the show. Next one's yours. Jeff Rademacher. On the Google Pluses, episode 41, nice rant. He's referring to my friendly local game store free RPG day rant. Because I'm local, I know exactly which stores had been which. He's he's here in Madison as well, or at least in the area. Yeah, I, so when Sean said yeah. store one and store two, Jeff went, oh, yeah, I know which I ones know which those one. are. Yeah. Uh, I get it, and it's why I generally frequent the former and kind of shy away from the latter. Yeah. I wasn't able to stay in town, but I visited a store a little south. There, it was one f- item free, then an additional item for every $15 you pay. I was buying anyway because that's the point of the day, but it was a little jarring. There was no note to explain the situation. Oh, that totally sucks. You get to the register and they tell you. I love days like these, but I wish there was more giving by the publishers to get us in. Also, I wish stores would make it more of a thing. Free comic book day is the first Saturday of May, and this year I saw a line out the door three times the length of the local store. Four hours after opening, he says in big, bold letters. I'd love for RPG Day to become that big. Yeah. Well, you know, in in fairness, Jeff, um, again, thanks for writing in. Appreciate it. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Thanks for being local. And just, hey, thanks for being you, buddy. Um, I have to say, though, that I think that has to do with like the comic book and the the RPG guys and gals or crew or groups, whatever, however you want to look at. Because I think RPG groups are kind of a little a little of an enigma here. And the reason I say that is because he's kind of saying, you know, our comic book day, line out the door for four hours. It'd be nice to see free RPG day to be that. 
But it's kind of like the same reason that RPGs are not heavily stocked in a lot of local game stores is because a lot of RPG-ers aren't like you and I, Brett. They're kind of, we have our game group, we play it, we've been playing it for 15 years, it's the same people, we get our books, we don't buy another game, we play this, we've been playing the same campaign for 15 years, they don't go really to the game store, they don't go to cons, and that's just kind of their thing. I mean, it's not yeah. all. It's not all, but it's like I wonder if it's just kind of a little bit of that. I think the other thing that's happening with some of the publishing in the space when uh, when Jeff mentions it, you know, wish sometimes the publishers would do a little bit more. I think where they're starting to lean are the um, the PDFs, right? Where on game, um, what was it? Game Masters Day uh, in May mm-hmm. when Drive Through RPG gives away. I shouldn't say they they do, but they're the conduit in which a lot of people give away free stuff or massive discounts. And they tend to be online sales and deals in the electronic publishing versus some of the physical ones. And I think that has to do with just the raw costs of producing a quality game print book. And then, you know, at least my perspective is those folks in that industry or that group seem to have less cash for publishing physical things they can give away than perhaps the comic book industry folks. I could be absolutely wrong on that. I don't, you know, I have only cursory knowledge of their of their pocketbook, right? Yeah, and I, I just but say I think that. for free stuff, check online is where the stuff usually hits. Yeah. You. Well, hey, Noble Knight had free RPG day, which was... Did they? Yeah, I think they did. I think somebody showed it off where... And I think oh, they damn. did. They did say, hey, hey, we have free RPG day too. And I think it was like something to do with an order. So if you ordered, I mean, because they're, they're, you know, internet order or, or online order. Mail yeah. order, I guess, for lack of better words, but I think they they still participated. I don't know, remember how, but anyways, uh, and I talk because I I know game groups and I know gamers, and they don't they don't run in the same circles as I do as a gamer. Um, there's a guy that we work with, Brett, is actually in your department, who's in okay. the PMO. <clears throat> yeah, I'll talk to you. I'll mention his name after off the air. But okay. I knew him when he was a, a an IT supervisor for a pretty decent size organization here outside of Madison, and I didn't even know it. He was a client of mine, and somehow it came up like he found out I was a gamer. And then he's like, "Are you a gamer?" I said, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Me too," which I would have never guessed. And I still run. And then he came to work where Brett and I work, and he's still there. So when I talk to him, I'm talking about work. And then I go, "Oh hey, by the way, are you still gaming?" He's like, "Yeah." But he's playing Pathfinder and he plays with his group and that's it. And they that they just keep trucking. I'm like, have you tried five E? No. I'm we may, who knows? But that's it. Like that's that's the his RPG world. Which is that's the um it's the kind of blessing and the curse of the industry, right? Yeah. The hobby. Excuse me, the hobby, not the not the industry, right? right. And so far as that if I've got my group and say, you know what we like to play? We like to play Rollmaster, and that's all we're going to play, and right. that's what we do. And if we're in that, you could play that thing. Essentially forever, yeah. right? We could be the GURPS guys and gals, and all the men and women in our group do is, you know, Sarah runs her GURPS group with this thing. I've got mine. Mary's got hers. Bill's got his and different worlds, and that's all we do. They're playing you one, could, e, you, one E still. Yeah, I mean, you could totally do it. <laughs> like, you can do it. The war's over? What edition are they on? Four? Oh, well, Holy cow. What the hell happened? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but that's kind of the, the blessing and the curse, right, is that you really can, if you buy the core books for any game system, you're done. Yeah. If you want to be, if you want to be, you you could get into the collecting and expanding it and doing different things and pushing and all the other stuff that we'll talk about. 
you know, or listening to podcasts like us talking about shit like that. But if you really, really wanted to, you could be done. Which is a cool part about the free RPG day. I I really think if the game stores do it right, then I go there to pick up my Pathfinder thing because I'm the Pathfinder guy and that's what we like to play. And I see this free thing for 13th Age. I go, oh, wow, that's kind of, what's this 13th Age thing? And the store clerk says, oh, that's a Pathfinder-y thing that Pelgrane Press does. Oh, really? I play Pathfinder. Next thing you know, I've got, you know, what did my beak in the whole 13th Age world? And I'm off in that direction, possibly. It's a great way to expose stuff. There's all kinds of analogies coming to my mind right now. Tons of them. Yeah, like like porn. (laughs) All right, we're done with that. Moving on. Anyway, Jeff, I said thank like, you for I writing said in. Like, we apologize for allowing Sean to take it into the gutter. I said like porn. Yeah, huh? It cut, <laughs> cut me off. God damn it. All right. Uh, Nathan Panke via G Plus uh, regarding episode 41 improv. Uh, so he we, we kind of shortened Nathan's. No, uh, no, no offense to you, Nathan. We're going to talk about the RPG day of your email. Uh, or your post. I I participated in Free RPG Day here in St. Louis. I went to two different stores. The first I went to had a very strange way of doing it. Reach into a bag filled with poker chips, blue with numbers, and red without numbers. Pull chips until you get a blue. Why the hell have like red ones? Why are there red ones in there? Uh, What's the point? maybe, Maybe he'll get to it. The blue chips number tell you what you get. I got number 32, and, and which was something I didn't particularly want. They said that if I played in a four-hour game or spent $15, I could get another random pull. I could waste four. Sorry, gaming, yeah. not a waste, right? It's no. a major hobby. But if right. my day isn't set aside, right. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm buzzing in and I got to go grocery shopping because I got to get dinner too, really? I could either give you another 15 bucks or spend four hours of my day here? Are you freaking kidding me? He continues. A random poll. The only thing I really didn't want to come home without was the DCC screen. Yeah, I hear you, man. I meet another customer who had the same thought and went and spent about $45 so he could get three more polls and still no DCC screen. Oh, wow. my God. That totally he's got to He's got to feel like a complete sucker. Yeah. And so I sighed and headed off to another FLGS. I was the first one through the door at the next location, and the store employee started to take the goodies out of the box and place them on a large table right when you walk in the door. He said, take what you want and leave what you don't, and smiled. I got my DCC screen. I spent money at his store, at this store, and I've decided to give this store all my gaming money. See? Sean Kelly, yours was a horror story. I'm sorry, and double face palm for you. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Now he's like decided I'm gonna go to this store and I'm gonna throw money at him. Yeah, wow! You guys let me walk out with stuff. You took the spirit of the thing and let me get the thing I wanted, and cool. Boo, that so I'll come guy back that... in and go, hey, I got the DCC screen during free RPG day. Do you have any more DCC stuff? That I guy, can really use that Lankmar supplement they did. That guy that spent forty five bones, man. That really he's gonna be pissed. Totally blows. I would be so pissed. I'm glad, you know, it doesn't, Nathan's um, post doesn't lead me to believe he knows the guy, but just imagine if he did. Hey, man, I went over to this one store. I just walked in and grabbed one. 
Which would be what, what we would do, right? Sean would be at the one store just pulling his chair. Oh, God, dump 60 fucking dollars trying to get this screen. I'd be like, hey, dude, I'm on the other side of town. Guess what I just got? Hey, <laughs> selfie of me with the screen. And so, he, <laughs> you know, like I said in the last, during that episode 41, which was the one before this one, was, hey, the, the FLGS got what they wanted, right? They, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this guy for money. The thing is, FLGS, you only get, you know, for that guy, 45 bucks. So if he finds out Nathan went to another store, that's all you get. Yeah, that's it. One now, shot. Yeah, forty five dollars one one time shot in the arm. I'm gonna bucks. I'm gonna say Nathan is gonna spend more than forty five bucks at the other store. Oh hell yeah. He's gonna blow like, you know, as long as they're in business and has stuff what that he wants, he's gonna go there all the time and he's gonna I mean, he's gonna buy three books and be past forty five bucks. Oh fuck yeah, you buy a brand new core book, you'll get a fifty dollar drop anyway. Boom. Yeah. They game stores <laughs> and, I, and I'm only picking on the bad ones I know we may not have a listener that owns a, sh- a game store that's good but if you're doing it right great thank you I just wish I could experience your store I got a weekly basis yes right. so Chris Taylor next one all right via G plus hey guys just hey, found first your time, podcast first time What's that? first time commenter Ashley, absolutely. New Chris Taylor, first-time commenter, and just got in. He says, I really enjoy listening while I drive around for work. And he's only in episode 29, which is which is cool. I mean, he's he's chunking through the catalog. So, Chris, that's awesome, man. He says, I'm wondering if you've ever looked into Palladium games. Um, they use their one uh, the one system for different game uh, gaming genres, and all, all their games can be used with one another. And to uh, do... do, do Yes, I have, Chris. I did. I've played, um, I've played Palladium Fantasy. I have uh, briefly, I played that very briefly in high school. I ran a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, pretty hardcore in high school for a, for a bit. And uh, a friend of mine is a massive Rifts fanatic. So periodically we'll come out and JR will whip out Rifts and we'll play through a Rifts game or whatever or uh, whatever he cooks up there. But I have played it and I have had some fun with uh, I have definitely had some fun with Palladium. I know some folks hate it. I mean, People hate anything. It doesn't matter what the game system is. But the guys that really, really love it just love the hell out of it. So Rifts is Rifts is fun. It's goofy. The mega damage thing is kind of is kind of kooky. But it's it's still fun. You know, hopping from plane to plane, world to world, and doing all this craziness. It's it's fun. My buddy Doc and Jimmy. Jimmy has a lot of Rifts. And so he'll run it every once in a while and Doc will play. And so and they're part of my kind of other, every other week group. And I've never played. But they always kind of uh, they poke fun at it in a kind of like the 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 kid that's like you're always kind of making fun of, but always want as a buddy in your group. That's how they kind of make fun of riffs. Really? Yeah. And so they talk to me about it. and They're like, "Oh yeah, it's just like this." And they talk about all these goofy scenarios that they come up come up with, and um, it sounds uh, that it can be quite off the wall, comparatively speaking. But if it's something yes. you enjoy, and it, I mean, Gonzo can be great, and I don't mean to dig. Um, if Chris loves riffs, that's not what I'm getting at. But I just uh, I only get second wind of it, and it's like the mega damage you mentioned, and yep. some of that stuff, and some of the the world books. They actually say the world books are really awesome. It's some of the yes. other things that kind of get kind of crazy, but I don't know. However, I mean, if you, it's very similar to well, you know. This setting or these books are built for this style of gaming. This or this style of gaming. This is this other style of gaming, and it is a it's a a type, right? It's a similar. It's the same core system, right? However, 
their stuff, maybe a little more to the 11, you know, ter- turn that dial to 11. Yeah, yeah, turn it up to like 19. Yeah, it gets, it can get crazy. But again, if you like that and you dig it, it's, yeah. you know, you want to talk crazy superpower shit, you go to like Amber or even uh, White Wolf's original Mage books. You could do all sorts of great, or Mummy, but the original Mummy book they put out ages back, you could, you know, drop a meteor on a, on the planet if you wanted to. It was just craziness. Sweet. But, all right. Cool. Can you podcast in riffs? I don't know. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right. Sponsor. Let's do it. Sponsor. Do it. Michael Aldhauser, a friend of the show and sponsor, is the gamer behind the awesome dice bags available at grayedout.etsy.com. Yeah, I've got four of these awesome bags. These are stand-up bags, dual drawstring, tough as nails. He can do custom work. He's got a ton of things in his shop, custom colors, you name it, he can pull it off for you. Be sure to mention Gaming NBS for a 10% discount when you place your order. At the website, grayedout, that's G-R-E-Y-E-D-O-U-T dot Etsy dot com. All right. Which leads us into topic of discussion. Yes. So this one comes via a um, little inspiration I had from listening to the misdirected Mark guys on the latest. Yeah, podcast. we got to give them props. I listened to their, what, episode 160, and they I think we got our own segment, man. <laughs> exactly. I think they put in like a motorcycle vroom vroom to oh, talk awesome. about our uh, the crap we got going on over here. It was pretty cool. The, I'll tell you what though, the one they they took um they took what could be a pretty ugly topic, Ooh. the concept of religion and gaming, and um, they worked it pretty well. And it's one of those points where you can <laughs> you can, as Phil said, you know, religion and politics, right? Those are two things you really don't want to talk about. Should do it all in one show. All one show, religion and politics. I stand over here. If you don't stand with me, fuck off and die. No. Uh, How to lose your entire listener base in 30 minutes. Or less. So to their credit, though, they took that topic and they walked the – it's not even a line, right? But they walked it appropriately, talked about it. So go listen to that episode. It's it's definitely worth your time. It's fun to listen to. If anybody can handle it, it's those two guys. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. They know what they're talking about and they approached it right. So what I wanted to talk about was coming from that was the those taboo topics. And Sean and I have, have talked about this before. Every once in a while you'll, you'll see somebody say, I never use X in my games. I never use this in my game. And I was thinking about that on the way back from doing some gaming this last weekend with my group, thinking, is there anything that I wouldn't want to put out with this group? Is there something that they wouldn't handle? I know there's certain things I won't do when I game with my kids, my boys and my daughter, when they're playing with me, there's certain topics they're younger. I mean, they're 16 or 9 and 7. When they want to play, there's certain things that, from a parental perspective, like they're not ready for this. This is kind of, this is taboo. I'm not going to do that. That's very responsible of you, Brett. It's one of the few responsible things I do as a parent, actually. So that's pretty good. That's <laughs> excellent. That's my wife. Um, I do know some people that would be, you know, when my, my kids were playing and they encountered a halfling who is basically always puffing on a pipe. And I know some people would say, oh, you, I wouldn't even talk about smoking with my children. I'm like, oh, good grief for it. Because the character was funny on a, you know, some people take anything to a, to a degree. And again, I'm not going to tell you your your parenting wrong because what the fuck do I know about you? I'll, I'll tell you your parenting wrong. I don't have any kids. I'll tell you you're <laughs> exactly. all doing it wrong. Yeah, that's. that's if usually, I can hear your kids, you're doing it wrong. That's usually, <laughs> you, you're the type of person where that shit starts from. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about that though, just kind of, 
Sean, when I if I were to say, look, hey, in your gaming group, I want to bring up this top X. Is there anything that you would say, oh, my God, I, I could never run a game that had to deal with this as a backdrop or a story arc? Or I, if, if someone came to me with a player character with this type of background or something, do you have anything that's taboo to you on a personal level or your group would say, no, I don't even want to I don't want a game like that? I'm not talking we don't like sci fi. We don't like a genre. I'm talking about red flags, red flags. Yeah, red flags. You talk like religion, rape, um, anything sexual that might come up. You can talk about drug use, um, torture. There's some of these things groups will, will get hit with and like, whoa, boom, flag down. You know, whether you have the social contract, which is another thing Mr. Mark talked about yeah. quite erudately, by the by. Um, if you don't have like something in writing that says, look, we will not tolerate this stuff. Is there something, Sean, that you would say, you know what, boom, these are three red flags or a red flag for me as a player that if I were to see it, I don't want to be part of it. Or as a game master, I would never use it. Do you have anything like that? I uh, I tend to think that I am a pretty open-minded guy. I don't. There's. I don't. Uh, I don't get offended easily. And if I do, I can. I can kind of shuck it off. Like, hey, you know, blah. So I don't have any that I would say, look, if we're going to game and it involves X and Y and Z, I am out. Having said that, I, and I just, it's never come up, honestly, with the groups that I play in, the games that I run. Um, a lot of that controversial topic, um, th- th- those don't come up often, if at all. But I would probably draw the line at rape, for sure. It's not something personal. Um, it's not. I mean, obviously, it's very. Uh, it is. It, it's. I don't even know. Bad, I don't. Right? I mean, it is totally bad, right? I can't even put it into words. It's so bad yeah. and and hor- horrific. And I know that if you're like pirates and they would do that, or if you're at war, it happens. And and I don't. I don't say that flippantly by any means. I'm just saying that. There are circumstances that have occurred either in war or history that those atrocities have happened. And if I incorporated them into a game to maybe maybe for an effect to kind of put the seriousness into kind of the situation or the the horror the horror of the situation, and that was to kind of paint it a little bit it would be very general high level like this is this kind of happening but i don't bring it up it hasn't been brought up because i don't think it's in my games i just it's something that i don't really want to cross for a couple different reasons one is it's not something to be taken very lightly and i think the way i game is we kind of game lightly um we make jokes kind of while we're playing um it's not no, it's not, uh, this is not theater tryout. This isn't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I like in character acting and all that other stuff, but it's like, um, I'm not wearing a black shirt with beatnik glasses and doing poetry slam seriousness kind of thing, right? It's kind of levity. And so I think that I'm pretty open. Um, there's some people like, I won't deal with anything that has to do with Phil actually said this. He won't deal with anything violence against kids, children. 
No, some people. I mean, I have a hard time watching certain films. The um, what is it? The Road, the mm-hmm. one with um, I, I can't remember. Viggo Mortensen yep. and it plays this guy with his son. I have the book, um, but I haven't. I, I, I have the audio book, but I yeah. I won't. I will not watch watch nor read that. I think it's like a it, Pulitzer Prize, isn't it? Something. I got no Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like I get it. It sounds like this amazing grab you by the heart and just squeeze and crush your soul type. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Because who I am with my with as a father with my kids, the way Brett is, I can't do it. It's gonna. It would disturb me too much. So I'm not gonna do it. So, however, I but always, you have but you deal with dead babies. See that this is the, this is the goofiness, it. right? I'm confused. That was also that was also pre kids, um, but there's there is a how do I want to say it? Sometimes so there's a time and a place for certain types of shock and horror, um, and sometimes a gaming table may not be the place. Um, I, I know many of the arguments that people have for using a taboo thing um, is like, well, at this point in history, this horrible taboo thing was done. I'm not just talking about rape. I'm talking about. Um, Wholesale slaughter. I'm talking about bad things or weird principles and things that you know. Now in a modern society, we would say, "Boy, that's rather barbaric" or whatever. And in, unless you're playing an absolute, and everybody signed off on an absolute simulationist thing, and you're going by real historical evidence, fact as best we know it, versus your Wikipedia level of oh quote unquote, everybody did this thing during war or everyone at this time did this thing. When you say everyone and you make blanket statements, you're obviously, in my opinion, missing the reality of it. A thing did happen, yes, but it was never not reviled or whatever the case is, if it, if it, usually if it's something really bad. So that said, I think depending on the group I've, I've been with, now I've run games at a game convention with a lot of little kids. Well, there, there's certain things that one, as a parent, I'm like just as a responsible adult, not even a parent. Excuse me, I don't want to bring up certain topics and you know freak the kids out. It's just too much. And there are other ways for me to make the kids know that they're playing Call of Cthulhu and they're supposed to be scared, right? There's other ways to scare them in a game scenario where it's still fun, use a little extra humor with it, do different things. But there's other ways to get the feeling across. If you want to bring out the horror of war in a certain scene, you can have widows, orphan children, people crying, people looking disheveled like they've been manhandled. You know, they could just been beaten up. You know, you, you can draw extensions if you want of what X looks like to you as a character, whatever it is, but you don't have to necessarily go into the thing. Now, with the group I game with, the guys, my group I've been with for, as I've said many times, for you know 20 plus odd years or whatever the hell we've been doing this now, there's very few things that we're like, don't ever talk about that. If it comes up, um, we've had something, 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 and as part of the investigative method that was going on, someone had been raped, and that was part of the investigation. You figured this out, and that was the plot hook as to why this person was very angry about this and, and so on. It, it was not necessarily integral, but it was connected to, the, to, the, uh, to kind of how things could roll. Right or wrong, that's what we had done. And uh, the group went, okay. And when we were done with it, they, they went, yeah. That was we found that out. We immediately knew we had to do this thing. Took it the next step. Found the bad guy, you know, and, and made sure that we took care of things. And I did have a couple players tell me that I'm really glad it was a boom. You talked. We talked about it and knew what it was and moved on. We didn't sit there and discuss and talk about 
in hash and rehash or try to get into some sort of a uh, mind space of the victim or the, the, the rapist in that position. It was nothing we wanted to get into. It was just a thing that had happened and we moved on. And it's never been a recurring type of theme, right? So I believe that generally speaking, if I want to induce horror or make somebody really terrified or do something to instill what would be the, the visceral or even uh, emotional anguish of a quote-unquote taboo subject. There are other ways to do it. There's other ways to pull that emotion from people that aren't necessarily going to be offensive um, that, would, that would cause people to want to throw the red flag, get up and walk away, say, look, if you're, this is how you're all going to play, I don't want to talk about it. So that's, that's just my initial take on those types of things. Now, the other component is if we talk about what the misdirected Mark guys had like on, our, on religion, I do have some players I game with that are fairly, um, fairly religious. I've got a couple of Catholics in a group and some people go to church on a regular basis. And there's a certain amount of religion bashing in a game that they will tolerate if it's around, hey, it's an evil cult or, yeah, okay, I know this church happened to be corrupt and <clears throat> given the world we're in, yeah, we went and stomped out the corruption so we could put the good people back in place and so on. But there's um, no one takes that as quite offensive as some of the other components. And for whatever reason, dead babies doesn't bother us. So there's a weird line. <laughs> there's a, like a, So I guess just as an example to, you know, certain things bother my group. And other things, well, I shouldn't even say bother them. Some things are like, yeah, just touch it, gloss over it, move on. Other things like, oh, more dead babies, moving on. That doesn't shock the that doesn't shock the group anymore, and no one it doesn't find no one finds that offensive. But I don't think I would have a room full of dead babies in a con game, for an example. I don't think I would ever do that because I don't know these people. Yeah, the con games are a whole different ball game. If you know your group, I think you you have the ability to to determine where the borders are easier. Yes. You know, and there's some in con games, if you run it right, you can um, you can preface everything. You can put it out there and say, hey, here, here's the deal. Um, this is a mature game. Nobody under 18. And then when you present the game and everybody sits down and they kind of have a general idea because they read it in the catalog and they signed up, then there's people that have the, like I've listened to a few podcasts where they talk about, you know, having the the black card or the card that has an X on it. And if it gets to a point where something's brought up and they're offended, they throw the card out on the table. And then it's dealt with right away. It's nipped in the bud. Boom. Move on. Right. Move. It's move on time. Um, there may be some GMs that say, here, it's kind of the deal. You know, I'll, I'll give you a card or maybe not a card, but if you feel that it's going to be offensive to you and you don't want to be a part of it, you are certainly welcome to stand up and walk away from the table. No, no qualms about it. No, you don't have to say anything. You have no explanation. Not a problem. But that you know, that's social contract. That's communication again. Everything absolutely just communication. Um, yeah. So I don't. We I haven't run into a group. Um, you know, we haven't gotten into anything that may get people's feathers ruffled that I know of, that I know of. And I only say that I know of because it hasn't been apparent. I mean, somebody could go home and be like, you know, that Sean, he doesn't get it or, you know, how, how the absurdity or whatever it is. Um, so we haven't like gotten into, you know, I don't know, 
sexual preference or transgender or raping or pillaging, you know, pillaging. So for, for example of ways you can do, so if, if you get into something like that and you can get into it in what I would consider to be an acceptable format, here's an example, right? So in HP Lovecraft, Shadow was over Innsmouth, you have these horrible, um, nasty, um, fish people, right? They're these horrible, nasty people, and the goddamn deep ones are going to show up. And one of the things that they like to do is they start interbreeding with the humans, and they make these weird cross-species people and so forth. You can discuss what's going on there by showing people that they have the Innsmouth look. They have a taint. Their children look like they're, they're scaly skin. They have this look. They have this change. You know that a thing is happening, that from a uh, interspecies is, you know, a bestiality perspective. There's no need to take it to the, oh my God, oh, how mechanically does this occur perspective? Because that's just stupid. Yeah. A glossing of saying, look, this is what's happening. Oh my God, it's this nasty thing. These poor people, it sucks. We've got to burn the whole village down and kill everybody because it's all oh, this horrible corruption. But when you're playing Call of Cthulhu, you'll run into deep ones and their colonies and the the weird interbreedings and, and so forth because they're trying to, that's what they do. That's what the species does. But it's not really a um, normally taboo in that in a Call of Cthulhu game because you're like, okay, I know the thing that happens and it's over there. And I think that what some people take a license to when it comes to an adult game is they become juvenilely juvenilely adult and that they want to they want to be overtly offensive as often as possible, like saying fuck every other word just to see who finally has enough of it. Um, or whatever that is. It's kind of that juvenile, I'm a grown-up now, watch me go type of thing. I'm going to talk about anything I feel like talking about. <sighs> How? So, hmm. I'd like to take it a little bit different now and say, okay, that, so those topics, I think what you just said, you have to know your group. If I, My group I know can handle X, Y, or Z at this level, whatever that is. I've, got some, I've worked with them. I know them. If you don't know the group, this is the type of game I'm going to run. This is the storyline. This is where this is. Pay attention to the group. Ask people questions. Have that social contracty discussion. Be big boys and girls and talk about it. Um, I actually find that the more taboo issues come up from player to player than actually come up from character to character. Ah. Interesting. It's essentially, well, well, give know, me an example, just Brett. Politics, politics at the table in the t- at the table, like in game, yeah. and they get ticked. Not in, not in game. Is like so. Oh, you got a you got a bunch of people playing, but what'll happen is that somebody will talk about, hey, did you read this in the news? This occurred. Did you see this? That's occurred. God, I can't believe anyone would vote for that idiot. I don't believe in this type of thing. And I can still totally see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're when you're grownups and this is something that's part of your life, right? You go to work, you talk about a thing that happened at work, or you talk about a policy or something you're unhappy with or or rule in the town you live in that you think is just fucking asinine. Um, wherever it stands on a change has been on, on gun control, on this thing, on the speed limits for Christ's sake, anything. Yeah. You could bring it up. Gay marriage happened. gay marriage man. Supreme exactly. Court. Holy cow. So you, I find that more taboo. I actually have to please not out, out of game talk. Out of game talk more than anything else. My group is usually very, very good at this. Every once in a while, um, rarely, someone will get on a bit of a tirade, and the whole group is like, "Okay, enough." And everyone goes, "Oh, even the person involved says, yeah, you're right, we're done." And then they back back off. Everything cools down. Everyone just moves on. I have <clears throat> been at. Um, 
at Evercon, this little bitty high school con game. We're playing and things are going, and, and this some, one group of some thirteen-year-old kid comes up and says, "Hey, Bernie Sanders for president, asshole!" Oh yeah, motherfucker! And That's you're what like, I'm saying what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I was I was running two more horrors last year as the penultimate piece, this little uh, old school challenge we had put together, my friends and I, and I had this one little group of it was two kids in the, from one team. That took second place. They're playing with the other group. The other group was 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Then I had a 12 and a 13-year-old playing with them. The 12 and the 13-year-old were actually getting offensive. And everything was fart jokes. Everything was dick jokes. Everything was in that space. And I said, stop it, stop it. And finally, I had 16, 17-year-olds looking at me going, dude, can you just can I kick him out? Because I think you know I'm, I'm going to hit him. Just get it. Just stop it. We're trying to play a game here. I do that it every day. More, I do that every day at work. At work? <laughs> what? You just tell dick jokes at work all day long? That's great. <laughs> You're an HR dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So come and work with me, buddy. <laughs> but I actually find that more of the uh, taboo topics will come up outside of the actual game. It's player to player. And I oh, think that's yeah. where knowing knowing the group – and sitting down and saying, look, um, I've got five atheists at the table and one guy who's a fairly devout Catholic and another person who is, uh, you know, goes to uh, Methodist, this other person who's very spiritual about, you know, uh, paganism, whatever. I'm just picking shit out of my pocket here. But you can have this group of people that really like to game together. They all get along. But religion and politics, if it comes up. So I find that I actually have to watch that more than I watch what goes on in the game. Because when it's in the game in the character perspective, nobody dwells on rape, torture, um, incest, these horrible, horrible things that happen. No one deals with that in this very visceral get down into how mechanically did the thing occur. We don't – no one in my groups goes there. We go, oh, my God, this – clearly – there's enough shadowing of the thing that has happened. This is an abomination, and we will you know, add this to the list of grievances against the Dark Lord. Um, but outside of the game, we take a break. Guys go out, have a smoke. Um, we're bullshitting about something. Someone goes, yeah, you know, I was at – I was uh, you know, teaching confirmation classes with my kid, and someone will snicker in the background. I look at him like, dude, this is big for this other guy. Just knock it off. Yeah. I don't care that you think I'll really – I know who you're talking about, dude. Knock it the fuck <laughs> off, man. You know? I haven't even and, sat in on the group. You know, and it's not huge. It doesn't happen on a regular basis, but and I actually had it more with players that aren't with me anymore than the players that I have now. The guys I'm with right now, um, I think part of it just comes with age, where everyone's more tolerant, perhaps, which is weird because we should be getting crotchety or more crotchety as we go on. But I had players previously that loved to bring, and they aren't with me anymore, that loved to bring up certain things that were just playing offensive to other people in the room simply because they like to push their buttons because it was like a, a fun for them or a, a hobby <laughs> to see if they could get this person to get pissed off by talking about this particular thing, which is one of the reasons I don't game with that particular individual anymore. So, Sean, I've been talking a lot here. On your side, what do you do? I mean, do you get it from players to players or character to character more than anything else? Am I, am I in the wrong space there? What do you think? Uh, no, I, uh, we, the groups that I play with, you know, we don't, it's funny. I could game with a group for a year, two years and it's, so here's what kind of, oh man, I'm all over the place again. But, uh, so I knew a guy and his name was Steve 
And no, it's not you, Steve, in our game group. This is a different Steve because I know he listens to the show. And through him, I knew another guy that is in his game group. And um, the thing was, I would say, oh, you know him? I, I used to work with him or whatever. And we'd start up a conversation. But the thing was is that they didn't know much about each other which was really weird to me. Like they only game. They didn't know about, oh yeah, I heard he had a, uh, uh, you know, I heard he had a baby or um, I I heard he lost his job or his, oh, I didn't know that. And they game together. But How do you sit in a room for somebody for four hours and have no clue what he does outside the building? That's now, weird. In all fairness though, I'm in Doc's game and Brian and there's Jimmy and Doc and we have Ian who's joined now and a, a couple others. And I mean, there was Bob and, and frankly, I didn't know what Bob did for a living and he wouldn't, he wouldn't really tell us, honestly, he'd just be like, you know, we knew he was in like property management or something like that, but it's, it's really weird to me because I'm a kind of a people person and I'm in recruiting and I talk to people about their backgrounds. I think people are interesting. And so when I sit in a game group and it's kind of like, I don't really know the people I'm gaming with. It's a little off putting. But I, I, so we, I do know about some of these guys and their backgrounds, but the conversation isn't like you and I and what we have, like, you know, how are your kids? How's your wife and all this? Or, Hey, with the motorcycle or, you know, what are you dealing with? I'm dealing with this or even our work situation. It's a little different, but I mean, um, and then I have the guys that I grew up with and we'll talk and we'll kind of catch up on what's going on in our personal lives, but we all kind of have the same um, not backgrounds, but we don't, it either doesn't come up or there isn't this big schism. So we, you know, in Doc's game, we don't have anybody that I know of that is outwardly religious. And if they are, I, I don't know about it. Um, so we're kind of all, I mean, talk about lack of diversity in gaming. <laughs> I think we're all the same kind of person, um, which is good and bad, right? Uh, but anyways, um, it doesn't come up often in conversation in, in general, in my, in the groups that I, I roll with. I don't know why. I don't know. And, it's, okay. and even if it comes up, it's like a, a game thing or, and even very rarely do we run into something that offends anybody. It's more like somebody pisses us off. Like, um, I got a buddy of mine who's an antagonist. I mean, he's antagonistic. I mean, that's his as a, nature. As a, hum, as a human as being, a human this being. Is what he likes to do. Yeah, he likes to push everybody's buttons. So he'll either do it out of game and in game, or he'll do both. And it's not like um, he's not he's an atheist or anything like that. He is, but that he doesn't poke buttons that way. He just does like, um, you know, he'll he'll say, "Hey, you got to go and do this," and I'm like, "No, I don't have to do that." Yes, you do. You do. You're the paladin. You have to do that. And I'm like, "I don't have to do shit." And then we get in this argument, but it's not anything <laughs> offensive. Yeah, but he just likes to push. And yeah. if you pushed on the wrong person, it could get ugly. It well, and it or, gets tiresome but, over time because it happens quite a bit. I think what you're what you're pointing out here is kind of it's similar to the cliches and tropes in a way. In that, if you're running something in a game. That perhaps is a taboo subject or borderline taboo where people have got their black cards, their red flags are just ready to throw the stop it, Brett, stop it, Sean. We're not playing that. I don't I will not play in this game because I don't want to talk about this thing. If um, 
it's kind of that everybody gets one perspective where if you're doing something and wow, this was the hidden horror behind this individual. And that's why he murdered the king. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that that horrible thing had happened. If that is if that becomes the trope, if that becomes the cliche thing that or stereotype that every time this happens, every time you re- find um, a Catholic priest, he's always molesting children. You're like, really? Really? This is tiresome. It becomes a groaner on a different level, right? It just becomes this thing like you're using the taboo of repeatedly like this Louisville slugger hammer approach of whack, whack, whack. Okay, I get it. The dead babies thing was kind of, you know, when you're playing a vampire game, it was horrible and terrifying at first. But as I said before, it it has no impact on the group because I used it as a hammer. I believe that if you're going to do something that in game that touches on something that's potentially controversial, taboo, whatever, uh, you know, label we want to put on it, it needs to be done Right. And there's multiple ways to do it. Right. And that's where you got to know your group. You got to know who can, how deep you'd want to go, even at your own comfort level, but also can't be a recurring event. If every time you turn around, this horror is always happening. Every time I encounter this thing while I'm going from space station to space station, this is always what's going on. It becomes cliche and boring. And that is, um, it can become rapidly offensive where someone would be willing to let it go for once and say, Oh, that was a tough story. Pretty emotionally wrenching. We all got through it though. Wow. That boy, I never saw that, that, you know, that's why they, that's why the general ended up getting murdered. I, Oh, I get it. Oh, I totally get it. But when the third, fourth, fifth time, 10th time, people are like, really? Uh, the, the offense level starts to rise, which is where it comes from interplayer components too. If you want to argue about, religion or politics at the game table, that's fine. But at a certain point when it becomes very obvious that Sean and Brad do not see to eye on this topic, for example, either you, uh, each of you need to say, oh, we have to agree to disagree. Let's get back to the game and play. Or I, as a game master, say, okay, we're done with that. I get it. We're not going to agree. Can we be dwarves again? Yeah, that's right. We're dwarves. Let's get the 20 sires and kill some orcs, you know, and use the game as a way to, to kind of break the, to break the group out of it. But again, if, if, if it hits that too far point, and only you as a game master and your players in your group know what too far means, but if it becomes a cliche and a trope like, look, every time Sean shows up, he's an antagonistic prick, and he's always going to pick on Brett because Brett teaches uh, catechism classes every Saturday. He's going to give Brett shit for wasting his Saturday, indoctrinating. You know, uh, we don't have it's a, funny once, but not. Uh, but after a while, it's not so funny. I should I should back up. In one of the groups that I had, there was an an individual who I like and and is I consider a friend. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he is on the religious side. But he doesn't bring it into the game. I mean, he may play a cleric and he plays a cleric in the game, um, but that's you know he play a cleric just like I'd play a cleric. So we don't bring up any of the some of those things. And I think that, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, so there are people that I game with that won't play modern, modern game. They won't play today, like in today's world with a twist. Like they don't want to play espionage because their thinking is they want to play an RPG to escape kind of what they deal with every day. I'd rather go as far from it as possible. Yeah. It's crazy sci-fi, fantasy, excuse me, fantasy, something so different that I, I have no modern-day trappings, if you will. I don't have to worry about police officers on every corner right. or, or whatever. I want a different world. 
Right. Which I and, totally get. And so I think some of that has to do with with the with when we play it's it's the game and whatever's in the game is fine. And is yeah, we don't bring up a lot of the the red flag topics. I don't some people can and I don't, you know, that's great. If they want to uh, th- some of the uh some some groups I know get really deep into some really deep issues. Like they there's some games that really get into some really deep issues. I'm just I have never gone into that space. I don't know. Um and I'm not I think I could fit in, but I don't know. Maybe it's just not my thing. It's not my thing any more than country music. Okay. Might be putting it a little light, but you know what I'm saying. A little light. No, no, I, I get it. And it's not, hmm. If you're on the interwebs, anywhere in the gaming area, somebody somewhere is going to bring up at least the rape issue or various other components. Somebody, an author will say something. Someone will say, oh, this, <clears throat> and I pick in that because it's one of the most horrible things on a planet, right? Where it's, it's just, Anyway, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, where people say, I never, 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 never use that because you never, never, never know. And other people are like, well, okay, but my group, we use it in this case. No, that's wrong. And you can uh. – so again, it kind of comes to you have to know who you're with, right? And I fully understand if somebody says, Brett, I would never play with anyone, including you, sir, if you were to use this in a game. And if I know you even think about using it, I don't ever want to play with you. I'm fine with that. Like, okay, I get it. I'm fine. Sorry I offended you. Go game with Sean. Sean never, ever, ever even thinks about doing this type of thing. If that's what – I don't care. If that's not a thing you want to risk doing in a game, make sure you're very, very clear about it. If you have an incredibly strong feeling towards something, as we've said a thousand times, communicate, communicate, communicate. Tell people. If you start to see the thing, whether you have pre-generated cards or flags – be the good citizen at the table. Raise your hand and say, I'm very uncomfortable right now. I need to walk away. Get up from the table, step out. The game will stop. You will cause a bit of a scene, but that's okay because everybody needs to stop and confront and deal. That's perfectly fine. If you don't like to do that, leave, go home. You know, There's multiple ways to deal with it. right? I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not going to tell you how to handle the whatever issue there may or may not be for man, woman, child, whomever's gaming. But point is, is that you have to communicate as a game master, if you're going to be playing a game that goes deep into some weird psychotrauma event, and that's what the story is going to invoke, you need to be honest with your players and say, hey, I'm going to head into this crazy psychotrauma thing, and I really want to push the boundaries a little bit and get crazy because it's this type of horror game or it's this type of psycho thriller. If the group looks at you and goes, I have no desire to tell that kind of story. I don't want to deal with that. Oh, okay, shelve it. Come back until you find another group that wants to tell that story. That's to me. That's where it comes from. Yeah, it's all. Or, what, and it's not all where it comes what, from. Where, where it needs to do. It's all what you want to experience and what you want to play. I think it comes down to that. Really, in a nutshell, some people want to get into the deep, the deep, the deep dark, and that's okay if it's if that's what you want to do. If it's and, not, and it has to be. Yeah, yeah. If it's not something you want to do, then you don't play in that game. You need to have mutual respect. Then, if I yeah. were to say, you know what, Sean. <clears throat> All your games are goofy, wacky. They're all, <clears throat> you know. And on the flip side, you're right. I think that's where you're going. Is if you're going to be like honk, honk the nose, pinch the nose. Look at that! Yeah, clown sounds everywhere. And every time you turn around, you know, it's it's just comedy, comedy, comedy. I'm here to play Greyhawk, dude. The fuck. Yeah, yeah. If you want to play Three Stooges, same thing. It's. I mean, obviously, we're talking about two different ends of the scale where one's really deep and dark and the other one's kind of like too light. You'd have the respect back and forth to say, Sean, I don't like this. I don't like this style of gaming. 
That's fine. I'm not mad at you, dude. I just like my games a little more serious. Right. There's a nice way to come out of it. Or, you know, I, I did have a um, – I <clears throat> so I teach martial arts. And a number of years ago, I had a woman. We were working with self-defense. And, and she wanted um, she wanted me to help her work on some different moves. And we were working on a self-defense move, uh, some escapes from a uh, particular type of hold. After class, found me and said, thank you, sir. That was really good. Um, I had something horrible happen to me from that position. And I never, ever want that to happen again. And you've helped me understand that I have the strength now that I don't ever have to have that problem again. I know things now. I can I can make this better. Wow, that was really impactful. And that was a thing that happened to me in my uh, early 20s. I'm like, holy shit, this was, wow, crazy. You know, this is <clears throat> the first person I've ever met that's said this thing to me. And it was, it was r- really impactful to me as a person. But my respect then was that she said, I would like to learn how to get out of this move. Okay, we can do this thing. Are you comfortable? Is this good? Is that good? We worked on everything as a group because it was a group. It's a large class working on different options and how you can do different things. And it's all about being safe and making sure everything's working fine. So I take that same philosophy, if you will, to my gaming table where we're all here to have a good time. We're all here to tell some good stories together. And if Sean and Mary and Jim are very uncomfortable at my table because they don't like this thing, I have to be respectful. So does everybody else to say, you know what? We're wrecking half our group's fun right now or making this person so uncomfortable that he doesn't even want to be here. Fucking stop. Right. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to do that. Change and, it. Yeah. I know. Stop so, doing that thing. Yeah. Tell a better story. I know don't get some into groups. It. Don't ha- don't jump down their throat and say, well, explain to me why you don't want to tell this story. Shut the fuck up. No, I know Respect some groups that down. like to get into some of that nitty gritty and I, I don't know if it's a weird, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to be leaving it at that. I don't know. Because I think gaming is fun and that is not my definition of fun. Like exploring darker sides of humanity to me in an entertainment art form as role-playing games is not fun. Now, immersion and all that stuff could be debated, but... I don't know, like people that do it, they see, they may see it as more of an art form, like a true, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And, and if that's, and if that, if that's your thing, so, but you got to yeah. find the right group, man. Yeah. You really do. And it, it comes down to, if I want to play, I want to play Pendragon. I need to find a bunch of people that want to play Pendragon with me. Yeah. Right. To really, to really enjoy it. If I want to play, um, excuse me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I want to take it in this dark psychodrama insane in depth what it would feel like to be mutated and have the world crushing your spirit and so on. I need the people who are willing to go there with me. Yeah. And as a player, if you're walking in, you say, well, my character is this person and he, she, or however defined has this type of stuff that they're into, or that's how they act and how they talk and so on. Again, I usually find the taboo subjects come up player to player, either as the, player made a character that's just a complete prick or stupid and annoying and he or she is always pushing buttons as a player or even as a character that becomes offensive um and that's again where people try to say well it's just it's an adult game or whatever it is i find that when they're doing that it's more juvenile adulthood than actually being an adult because as an adult you can hint at a thing you can touch on a subject and import impart the same amount of visceral and mental anguish and horror in a Call of Cthulhu game or any other horror game than you could if you went too far down that hole. 
Yeah, let's anyway. Ra- let's wrap this sucker up before I make a joke of that it, out of out of out of taste. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be offended. I'm gonna come and fucking punch you. Yeah. Die roll. Die roll. What are we talking about? Two to four miscellaneous points of gaming or geekery we want to share with you, our listener. <clears throat> All right, Brett. Competition's on. Looks like yeah. we're we're still tied at zero because you got a couple and I got a couple. So my first one is Orc Warfare by Osprey Publishing. Osprey Publishing has done a number of different um, military books over the years, and they started heading out kind of in different kind of fantastical areas. Uh, Ken Height did Nazi Occult book uh, through Osprey Publishing a while back, which I got. And this one is all about um, orcs. Uh, it talks about their forces of lightly armed archers, uh, shock troops, wolf cavalry. It's orc warfare. It's written from a military book point of view. If you've ever seen anything from Osprey Publishing, go check them out. And it's kind of the uh, the whole how they go about making war and their armies and so on. Kind of cool. Just a neat, a neat take on things. Um, the other one I had is uh, Focal Point by Engine Publishing. This is uh, We hinted about this last time. This is uh, Phil Vecchione and some other folks from Gnome Stew. I've got a new book coming out. Um, Sean and I think we we're going to see if we can snag Mr. Vecchio and get a little interviewage going with him and talk about Focal Point. Um, there's some pretty cool stuff. If I've got the link in the show notes. You can do some uh, pre-order action on there. They've got a forward by Jason Morningstar. We've got Phil Vecchione, um, John Arcadian, and some other folks uh, from Gnome Stew. So check that link out, and uh, I think that might be that might be a good book. That's what I had. Sean, you're up. Excellent. 3D Dungeon. I po- I saw this from uh, the Windsor area of the world. Mo Tusano posted this on Facebook. Check it out. There's a link in the show notes. What I will describe gives it no justice. It's a 3D dungeon where it's plexiglass, levels of plexiglass stacked on one and the other. Yes, each level this. at the top level is the little town, like the little town buildings. And then the next level is a dungeon. Then it goes out a little wider than the town. And then underneath that, the dungeon gets bigger and bigger. So it's actually a cool 3D. And it, there's, I'm sure there's Dwarven Forge stuff that's involved, but it's just a picture. Pretty cool. Check it out. If I had the cash to drop on Dwarven Forge, man, that's how I would set it up. Oh, God. It's so much work and money. I, I know. <laughs> you look at that, you're like, oh, that might be worth it. It's really cool. That's a really cool image. Number, All right. Number dose. Palgren Press, One Sheet Gumshoe Contest 2015. Deadline, July 18th. Prizes include first spot, one drive through RPG, $25 gift card, plus a Palgren Press $25 voucher, plus 50% of the Geek Gold, which is through Board Game Geek Monetary System Online, plus one Pelgrim Press Bundle of Holding. Um, so if you think you've got the chops to do a one-sheet for the gumshoe system, and if you aren't familiar with the gumshoe system, it's by Pelgrim Press and Robin, Robin D. Laws. And there's a few games that are based on the gumshoe system, which include Tail... Tra- Tales, Trails of Cthulhu, Trail of Cthulhu, um, the Esoteris, uh, Ashen Stars, and Knights Black Agents. And I don't know if there's any other ones, but those are the main ones. So if you think you could come up with a one-sheet adventure for any of those that involve the gumshoe system, check it out, submit it. It is through board, uh, RPGGeek.com, and the link will be in the show notes. Submit something, 
show your stuff if you got what it takes. Looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool, Brett. Well, hopefully we haven't offended half our listenership by talking about what we talked about today. Pissed everybody off. Having said that, if you do respond to this episode, please do so responsibly. Um, It's going to be a touchy subject. This is not intended to start a flame war or bash things or whatever. So if somebody posts an instance uh, or a scenario that they've gone through that happens to do with red flags in an RPG, don't jump on them. Don't crush their groove. Don't start a war. Be respectful. I don't want to start locking comments down. But by all means, we do appreciate your feedback. I don't know how many people will comment because it may be just too much like, hey, I don't to say anything. Well, I, I take, again, a page from the misdirected Mark Boys. There are uh, religion posts out there. People are talking about different components. I saw a lot of respect, a little banter back and forth. Could have been conceived as heated, but it was it was good stuff. It didn't get crazy, so let's just uh, you know be excellent to everybody. Yeah, be excellent to each other. Contrary to be, don't be a dick. Be excellent to each other. That should be the mantra of the internet. <laughs> Little hey, Bill and Ted for you. Yeah, if you like what you hear, by all means, go to iTunes, leave us a review. That would be much appreciated. It helps us get notified, noticed by other people. Uh, yeah. And otherwise, write us an email, comment on our blog. I think that's pretty like, much about it. Like we're done, brother. All right, man. I am one of your co-hosts, Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night, good game and all. <laughs>